0: Hello and welcome to the Business of Data podcast. My name is Catherine King and I'll be your host. Welcome to season three. It's absolutely lovely to have you joining us. In this series, we will be talking to executives and thought leaders from a range of industries, departments and functions, all about their passions, experiences and challenges within data and analytics. Let's go ahead and dive straight into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Business of Data podcast. This week, we are zeroing in on achieving big picture strategy goals, specifically how to break down your ambitions, challenges and opportunities to ensure business success. Now, to do just that, we have invited the lovely Anne Mel Osterbrook, who is the head of data and analytics for ABN and Bank. Now, if you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Anne before, just a few intro facts to get you up to speed. Now, Anne works within ABN's financial restructuring and recovery department as its head of data analytics. Now, previously, she's worked for some well-known brands, including PWC, KPNG and ING as well. Now, if you can't find her at her work desk, you probably find her doing something rather sporty, perhaps out on the volleyball field when times are easier, or maybe even the tennis court, which is very exciting. And thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Well, thanks uh, very much for having me, uh, Catherine. It's a pleasure to uh, to be here. Uh, so thanks for the invitation, and it's also a pleasure to be the first uh, Dutch person on the uh, yes! on the program.
0: Yes, well, exactly that. That's that's uh, <laughs> as as everyone knows who listens to the podcast regularly got to start with a nosy question because it's just who I am. Now you are indeed the first person from the Netherlands to uh, come on to the BOD pod. And, uh, but I also know from our past conversations that we've had that you've, you've spent some time and lived in Australia as well. And I know uh, that that time has influenced you and even influenced the name of one of your cats. So I'd love to know how, do, how does life in the two regions compare both professionally and, and culturally?
1: Well, that's a good question. I think um, the, the 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 life in uh, in Australia is very different from the life in in the Netherlands, from the life in Europe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the Australians uh, tend to have a, a more laid-back lifestyle. Um, they plan a lot less, mm-hmm. so there is more room for uh, spontaneous meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go and have a beer, or you know, play some volleyball, uh, or uh, do other fun uh, fun stuff. Um, and they also have a tendency to, um, um, no, I should say, the Dutch people have more of a private life next to work. Okay. In yeah, that's Australia, that's, that's more of a fluid. A lot of mm-hmm. colleagues are also friends, uh, and they spend a lot of time with each other on the weekends as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a big uh, big difference. But yeah. uh, it's good to be back in the Netherlands. So, yeah. uh, I enjoy it yeah
0: yeah i must admit i'm I'm so fortunate to you know really truly work globally the the business of data community that we have and we're building is is very very diverse and it's so interesting speaking to people like yourself who have lived in such you know very different cultural areas and and how actually that then influences them as as a leader as well and again, it is why I always start the bod pod with a nosy question because a lot of the time that personal side to you does influence the work that you do and the way that you approach things because you're You'll learn things from 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 different people. Awesome. Well, let's yeah. get going then. The title of yeah. this episode is the big the big picture, because when we caught up before, uh, we ended up really chatting about some of the the bigger picture concepts, and I wanted to explore them a little further with you today. So, if you could start, uh, please, by sharing a little bit about your day-to-day role uh, in in yeah. the financial restructuring and recovery department.
1: Yes. So the department that I um, that I work for within uh, ABN AMRO Bank is um, the department where um, we deal with clients that are facing financial difficulties, um, and most of them are corporate clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, within the um, within the the department, um, I look after the data analytics team, uh, whereby we actually engage with all activities relating to uh, data mm-hmm. and analytics. Um, I have a team which is now about 17 people and we're we're still growing. Um, So it's not only managing uh, my direct reports, um, but I'm also involved in uh, uh, quite a big number of of projects. um, And um, um, at the same time, we're also trying to improve our whole data environment, uh, not only within the bank, uh, but also within our department. yeah. And and uh, uh, another big topic in my uh, in my work is um, uh, the awareness and education uh, programs that mm-hmm. I'm a uh, part of to uh, to make sure that we actually become far more of a data driven bank than we are than we are today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely going to pick your brains on, on that latter point in, in, in a little while. But first off, mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's set the scene. It, it almost yes, yes. seems daft to be talking about strategy with the the year we've had and the year we're going into, because it mm-hmm. feels like the best laid plans, you know, as as great as they could be, with the year that we've had and the year, like I said, the year we're going into, it can feel that sometimes... It's not built in with enough flexibility. So, what I'd love to know is what were your strategic priorities in 2020? But then, how did you have to the, then pivot those based off of all the different things that we saw? I mean, obviously the pandemic springs to mind straight away. But then the financial implications, obviously the the department that you work in, I'm sure the demand increased uh, you know twofold, and and then the the wider implications as well, and and socially, how you, all of those challenges, how did that impact your strategy?
1: Um yeah well the um, the um, uh, year 2020 has been uh, extremely uh, interesting mm. of course from a from a work related uh, perspective uh, because we deal with clients that are uh, facing financial difficulties um so um, the the whole pandemic has had a huge uh, influence on the way uh, that we that we uh, deal with clients but also on our economic outlook of mm. course and but it has also had a huge impact on how we work on how I work and um, we were one of the first companies that actually started working from home in the Netherlands okay. um, whereby we actually had two teams. One team was, would be staying at home and one team would be going into the office and uh, I believe it was in March that um, that everyone was uh, then uh, asked to um, work from home. And um, so it has been a, a, a interesting year uh, working from home as well. Um, looking at the strategic priorities. Um, the team that I lead is uh, is a fairly new team. So we had a lot of uh, initiatives that we wanted to start up also to um, build on our competencies, mm. um, to really start engaging with uh, uh, doing a lot more on um, artificial intelligence. Um, but then uh, uh, early last year, when, uh, when the COVID crisis uh, hit the Netherlands, we had to change some of those priorities. Yeah. Um, whereby the interesting fact is that the need for 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 data, but also the need for analysis and the need for analytics, has only increased because there were so many uncertainties. So for my team has been a really interesting year because we've been able to help uh, not only not only the bank but also our our direct colleagues with providing them with more insights um, uh, from 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 data. So we can. Um, yeah, make better decisions, but we can also, of course, help our clients much better through this pandemic.
0: Yeah. So the, the way I see it and the way that you, you've explained it there, Anne, is actually rather than strategies being put on the shelf because it's like, right, we've got to do something else. Actually, it sounds like mm. you really had to accelerate those plans that you were going through because the demand was increased for that analysis and and the, the yes. AI capabilities as well. Is, is that a true reflection that I'm understanding yes. there? Yes. That it wasn't a That's case right. of, yeah. you know, projects having to go to the side. It, it really was actually... This is not needed now more than ever and it's the case that all of your team had to pick up their tools and and, and work as hard as possible
1: yes that's correct yeah. uh, and how we uh, how we sometimes say it in a bit of a you know, rigid way is um, never waste a good crisis mm-hmm. uh, but for us it has helped us to put uh, data and analytics more on the um, uh, yeah more on the priorities within the bank for sure yeah
0: so dur- during this time, did uh, you and your team manage to uncover any data analytics opportunities that perhaps you hadn't previously considered or uh, because, you, again, you, you almost jumped a level forward in that acceleration because of the demand? Was there things that you are now doing that perhaps you you was far off in your strategy or you hadn't even got to yet?
1: Um not so much in, in, uh, in our strategy, but more in some of the projects that we mm. have um, uh, engaged with uh, uh, at the start of the pandemic. Um, one of the uh, e- example uh, projects is a, a project where we actually looked at um, identifying uh, the resilience of our clients, um, based on, uh, based on uh, quite a, a, a small subset of, uh, of data. So we did some, uh, uh, some thorough analysis um, so we could actually have a better idea how our clients would be holding up during the crisis, what would be their, their cash position, their, their liquidity, mm-hmm. how many days would they still have uh, before they would uh, potentially go into uh, into default, um, which has been a fantastically uh, interesting uh, project. Um, we've also worked closely with uh, our uh, economic uh, desk uh, because we also wanted to um, um, yeah, to work together on providing more of an economic outlook. And so we've done that. Um, and of course it has accelerated um, the need to improve our data environment, mm-hmm. which, uh, which has also helped us, yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. and I think what's really interesting there is you saying about the different departments working closer together because now, you know, working from home, you're, you're more spread out than you ever have been, but actually you're probably working closer than you ever have been, even despite uh, not being being in the office altogether. Now, when, yeah. when, we, when we caught up before, you said you were currently in the process of kind of thinking through where you wanted to be in the next three to five years. And you split those uh, considerations into uh, systems, data and platforms. And I wonder if you mm-hmm. could talk the audience through your thinking on, on each of those areas.
1: Yeah, well, I think that um, in, in most companies that, that have gone through some form of, of um, uh, digitalization, or transformation, um, spending more time and more money, and investing more time and money into data and analytics, that uh, systems, platforms, um, data, uh, analytics is all coming uh, a lot closer together. It's not so much that you can see those as separate entities, uh, and I think that also makes this 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 um, this job uh, so interesting, uh, because when you are engaging in analytics. Um, You also need to know a lot about data. You also need to know a lot about how that data is then uh, processed, how that data is stored into applications onto platforms, um, how that data is integrated. Um, But you also need to understand the overall process in how that data is then, um, first of all, created, uh, but second of all, how that data is managed through those business processes whereby in the end um, uh, um, you have Probably uh, uh, more data uh, than most companies can can at the moment uh, analyze so the whole um, data analytics uh, uh, workspace is becoming more interesting um, and if i if I look at myself um, i've only uh, I only started working within uh, within analytics uh, when I uh, started uh, my job at um, the uh, Dutch telco and so I was asked to lead the uh, the analytics team uh, there. Um, and since that, um, since that interest into, uh, into analytics, uh, I've always wanted to stay in this, uh, in this field of work uh, mm-hmm. and I've actually expanded my, um, my, my competency also within the data field. Um, you can't do one without the other. So, um, yes.
0: Absolutely, they'd certainly go hand in hand. Now, going a little bit off topic, I'm really in, intrigued. Yeah. There, what was it about analytics that just you fell in love with, and, and you wanted to kind of, as you say, you know, increase your competency mm-hmm. in in the data and really, really kind of uh, go down this route? What What was so attractive?
1: Step into you? the field. Yeah, well, I think it's the opportunities that you have when you look at the uh, analytics field. Um, if you look at companies nowadays, then um, what is the what is the, um, uh, the advantage that a lot of companies have over their competitors uh, mm-hmm. or over their peers? I think um, uh, it's not only the people that they have within the companies working for them, which is the differentiating factor. But I also really truly believe it's how you are able to turn data into insights. Um, so the data that you have as a company is data that none of the other companies around you have. So that is unique. And if you are able to turn that data into insights, which helps you make better decisions, um, which also helps you to and it's not it's not that that uh, the analytics field will take over the human factor uh, because there will always be a need for people to look at their experience or um, look at how we actually uh, apply the insights. Um so it's not not something like the robots will take over <laughs> or anything like that, but I think um uh, with the power of analytics um we uh, uh, as human beings are far better capable of uh, of mm. taking making uh, decisions
0: yeah so yeah. very much trying to to what you what you regard as real the the future of of, of yes. many businesses. Awesome. Yeah. Now, you, you yeah. mentioned there about the digitalization process, and I know um, that, you, that you're working to modernise ABN Ambrose uh, data analysis infrastructure very much so. Mm-hmm. So what's what sort of challenges do you foresee having to continue to work through as you uh, continue on that journey?
1: Well, it's a very interesting journey and i think um uh, when you look at uh, when you look at financial services in general and most of especially when you look at banks um they are somewhat behind on their um, data and analytics uh, um, yeah, field of work um so we need to do some catch-up mm-hmm. uh, when you look at uh, at the telco sector they uh, i think also because of the competition that is more fierce they um are um, ahead they're ahead of the curve uh and they are further along the whole analytical uh, and but also the whole data and analytics and maturity mm-hmm. curve so we need to catch up from a banking perspective uh, and that is what we're doing at the moment and I think um being part of that uh, s- setting the setting the the basics making sure that we um yeah uh, uh, set up an environment uh, that is solid but that is also um, cloud-based for instance um that is that is fantastic within within the bank because um yeah i think we can only improve ourselves from this point onwards um, absolutely
0: i find that yeah. positionality really interesting actually and in how you say the different industries. Are, I'm a very visual learner. The way I see it's kind of that that timeline of different uh, industries and where they are on their journey. And it's interesting that you have a very similar idea, almost, with that kind of telco being the the goal in mind and 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 kind of the reasons behind perhaps why they're in front. Um, and and if you if you listen to uh, the different podcasts that that we've uh, produced here on the business of data, it's quite you can almost map out the different industries now on on mm-hmm. that journey, which is which is really interesting. Yeah now yeah. the time is absolutely it, it, it always flies on the bob pod i swear and uh, and i really want to make sure we we set a bit of time aside to chat about uh, the educational uh, work that you do because i know it's a big passion of yours and i must admit data literacy has really become a a hot topic for for us and for lots of organizations mm-hmm. that we speak to especially when it comes to democratizing their data and uh, and obviously you guys are, are no exception to that. So, so what's been yeah. your approach to data literacy at, at the bank?
1: Um, well, we have um, uh, within within the bank, we have, um, uh, I think, uh, of course, different departments that mm-hmm. are at a different stage, uh, but also at a different um, awareness of what is possible with uh, data analytics. Some departments are um, very much at the beginning of trying to build uh, uh, basic reports, uh, and some departments are already quite far ahead with doing some extremely advanced uh, analytics uh, and machine learning. So, so there is quite a big difference. But what we are doing within uh, within ABN AMRO Bank is um, uh, we're starting up a um, uh, uh, well, we have started up which is um, part of the Chief Architecture and Data Management Mm -hmm. Programme, to emphasise far more on education and awareness. Um, And I think the most important uh, lessons learned for me, which is also something that I'm trying to apply, is that we shouldn't assume that, um, for instance, our leadership team understands what we can do with data analytics we're assuming a certain level of awareness because it's already out there and it's already being applied for Yeah. If we, if we look at artificial intelligence, it's everywhere, it's everywhere where we are. It's in our, it's in our cars, it's in our fridges, mm-hmm. it's, it's everywhere. Um, but I think we should, so we should really start at, at basic education. So what is data and why is data important? Yeah. Um, so answer the very basic questions. And then as soon as we've done that, we can then explain what is possible um, by uh, uh, business analytics, by, by um, uh, producing uh, reports, whether you use uh, Power BI or whether you use Tableau or any other tool, mm-hmm. um, and then educate them on what is then uh, uh, machine learning and what can we do with machine learning and what is the advantage of that. So they actually get enthusiastic mm-hmm. uh, and then we can help them um to educate them what is then the process for for coming to an analytical use case, and uh, what is such a use case and why is it important to identify such a use case and which sort of models exist and, and what is the data scientist do what is a machine learning expert do what is a what is a data engineer doing yeah. so that whole field becomes um, more known to them and becomes part of their day to day
0: it's almost that demystifying, isn't it? I think um, over over the past, say, five years, data has definitely sawn to the top of of the agenda of many executives. Mm-hmm. But too many, I feel like, if, if if we were being real, to many, you could say, data do jazz hands, and that's about it. They're like, yeah, it's cool, we need it, it's it's good. Yeah. But actually, the yeah. greater understanding, as you say. And very much, if we think about the psychology, people don't like things they don't know, especially if there's that assumption work being done where you go, oh, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to do a linear regression model on this and we're going to understand our yeah. customers' data far better because A, B, and C. And if you're talking to a person who is pretty much lay in data, they are not going to understand any of that and they're no. not going to have the buy in. If you educate them, you get the buy in and then the correct questions are then being asked or rather it sounds harsh to say correct questions, but good questions are then being asked. And that's then where obviously a a wider topic that that we often discuss on on lots of formats uh, here at the Business of Data, which is that business and data alignment and actually how they need to be working together uh, on on strategies because it's no good data and and analytics doing lots of fancy things if it doesn't really match up to that wider business strategy as well.
1: But yeah, and I think, um, yeah, one, one more thing to add maybe there is also educating them that data itself is quite a complicated um, space. So it's not that easy to build a new data platform or to data is complex. And mm-hmm. um, so I think that should also be uh, very much part of the education program.
0: Yeah, absolutely I am keen to know though and the way that you're phrasing this is almost you want to start with the top you want to start with the executives why would mm-hmm. you look there as opposed to say the grassroots and the, the wider business in and getting their buy-in first before the executives why, why would you choose one over the other
1: well there is something to say for both mm-hmm. um, I think when you are working for a, a larger organization a lot of the uh, a lot of the teams that are already more ahead with data analytics, they are already true believers. Yeah. They are already they're already uh, uh, putting uh, advanced models into production. Um, and I think what they what they struggle with in larger organizations is that, um, is the lack of focus from the top management team to make sure because it's it, it, it does require some investment, of course. Uh, when you look at um, uh, enhancing your whole data environment, Um, when you look at hiring data scientists, when you uh, want to have an environment where you can do uh, or where you can conduct analytical use cases. So I think it's very important to create those believers not only at the the lower levels of an organization, but um, have them at the top. Because if you have a few believers at the top, it is a lot more, uh, it's, it's, it's far, easy, far more easy um, to have those investments uh, being approved uh, and for the people that can actually conduct the work to do their work. So, um, yeah. yeah, that um, would be the reason for us to start with the top. Mm,
0: absolutely. So looking forward, uh, what are the next steps that you'll be taking on this data literacy program?
1: So we've designed a, a program for our top management. And we're still uh, very much in the middle of, uh, of doing mm-hmm. that, specifically for, uh, for data and, uh, and analytics. Um, but we've also renewed our um, uh, data management strategy within the bank, um, which is something that's already been supported or is already being supported by our top management, which is fantastic. Um, uh, and we've just um, uh, have a new C- CEO working for us, Robert Zweig. Um, and he's also very much a believer in the power of uh, of data. So um, yeah, I think we're um, we're on the good um, on the good path mm. to, uh, to more success there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're you're always on to a winner when you know that the the most senior are already bought into at least the yes. mission behind it, because yes. that's uh, that can be yes. half of the 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 battle. I have heard from yes. uh, many thought leaders uh, across the globe. Now my last yeah, question and, to uh, you. Oh, go
1: Sorry. on, then. Did you want to? Uh... No, I I thought of one more thing to uh, to add to that. Is that if there are some successes to um, to talk about within the organization, mm-hmm. then uh, uh, specifically uh, successes that come from from analytics, uh, we also try to um, to communicate them very broadly. Yeah, because it's uh, it's important. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: The, the, the way that uh, I was always taught uh, through through uni is if, if nobody knows about it, you might as well not have done it. And it's a case of in in, in the teams, you know, if, if you've done these amazing analytics, unless you tell people about it, chances are because it's working, it will go unnoticed. So it's a case of yes. making sure that it's uh, advertised and celebrated as well. Um, yes. So. Last question for you Out of the whole conversation we've had today. What would be the, the one thing that you'd want our listeners to really take away from this conversation and think about for the rest of their day?
1: Wow, that's a good question, uh, Catherine. Um, I would say. Um, invest uh, your time. Um, in in um, understanding the possibilities of data and analytics, mm-hmm. uh, and don't be shy to um, um, make your colleagues or your your uh, your uh, the people that you live with or the people that you that you befriend with enthusiastic about this uh, fantastic uh, uh, um, yeah world of data analytics uh, because uh, I think uh, we we're only just starting um and there's much more uh, much more to come in uh, in the future
0: Super. what a great way to end this episode thank you so much for joining me Anne.
1: thanks for having me it was uh, fantastic thank you
0: well there we go it always amazes me how we cover so much content in such a short space of time really interesting hearing about Anne's challenges there and the opportunities that she's been able to realize over the past year i'd love to know what strategies and uh, changes you've had to make as well so please do let us know in the comment section as always make sure you're subscribed to the business of data platform for all of our content not just podcasts but articles reports everything you can dream of it's all over on the platform so make sure you're subscribed and make sure you're following us on socials as well to be kept up to date with the
1: latest releases as always stay safe stay well and we'll see you next time